Hello again, this is Dr. David Farmer. Welcome to Spirituality Justice Today. I am pondering today issues related to an article written by investigative journalist Bradley Balco, published in the Washington Post, titled, An Entire Florida SWAT Team Resigned Last Week. It's for the best. This article appeared in the Washington Post on June the 7th, so we're still inside a week. An entire Florida SWAT team resigned last week. It's for the best. I didn't know when I saw that if um, uh, he were serious or sarcastic. I uh, didn't know if uh, it was uh, uh, something from the point of view of some crazy-ass Tucker Carlson type person or Janine Pirro type person uh, who might say it's for the best because they escaped the limitations of that particular Florida jurisdiction and are now free to exercise their abusive uh, practices on black people in some other uh, part of the country. But this is solid stuff by a patriot and uh, somebody who's ethically grounded, and it touched me and moved me and stirred me deeply. Radley Balco, Washington Post, an entire Florida SWAT team resigned last week. It's for the best. Turns out the resignation of the SWAT team who stayed with the police department in Broward County, Florida, was just the tip of the iceberg of the mess that's going on in Broward County. And I think we could pretty safely say in Florida altogether when it comes to law enforcement and protections for people of color in that state. It is much worse there than most outsiders know. And courageous reporters like Mr. Balco are uh, calling attention to the truths that ought to stir us up, those of us who have some kind of influence in changing things. Yeah, Uh, and cause us not to rest until more and more and more is done. One of the things I found out as I read his article was that the SWAT team had special patches on their uniforms. But actually, before I get to that, I would like to read my note to him copied to 
the Sheriff's Department in Broward County uh, attention SWAT team. Mr. Balco, thank you for your thorough and thoroughly disturbing article on the SWAT team's resignation as well as much background information about Florida police brutality. You've helped me make some decisions about where not to retire. Other than more reports on murder where black lives don't matter and the widespread practice of police department lies in order to get freebie federal combat gear, I was most disgusted by the scripture passage on the Broward County Sheriff's SWAT team uniform shoulder patch. Romans 13.4. Let me interrupt my note to explain that uh, if you want to understand what Romans 13.4 is about, you need to read at least one verse ahead with it. That is Romans 13 and verses 3 and 4 minimum to understand what Paul was trying to say when he dictated these words that were carried to the followers of Jesus in Rome. Now back to my note. The assumed interpretation of the Apostle Paul's comments on Nero's Rome, while Nero was Paul-friendly and Christian-friendly, if in fact there was an actual Christianity established when Paul dictated his comments to the followers of Jesus in Rome, certainly were not, were not the same feelings Paul had about Nero or government when Nero ordered or allowed Paul to be executed for nothing more than exercising his religious freedom, a practice with which Nero theoretically had no complaint as long as loyalty to the emperor was not compromised. By the time nearly blind Paul was being led from a prison cell in Rome to a crucifixion site where he would be put to death by the Roman government as had Jesus of Nazareth before him, he most certainly did not, did not think all governmental entities were appointed by God, empowered by God, or approved by God. Again, Mr. Balco, I thank you. And then I went on to my little piece directed to the Broward County Sheriff's Department SWAT team, or the former SWAT team. And to them I wrote, What a gross breach of separation of synagogue, church, mosque, and state, and the most basic principles of biblical interpretation. God most definitely has not endorsed any murder by any person, any time, in a uniform or not. Neither a uniform nor abuse of scripture justifies or ever has justified doing harm to a human being of any ethnicity. When force is necessary to apprehend someone who is a true danger to her or his fellow citizens, the least possible amount of resistance is the proper course of action. Don't you dare bring God into your evil. God does not endorse murder. God does not endorse racism. 
Keep all references to religion off your uniforms. That is the American way. I pause here just a moment to say thank you once again to Anchor for its remarkable and generous efforts to get my comments and concerns circulated to all who are interested. It really is an amazing service uh, in the name of honest-to-goodness free speech. Now, about those uniform patches, anyone who works for the United States at any level, uh, we might say any citizen, but certainly anyone who is working for the United States should learn how to read the Constitution and the Bible, by which I mean Judeo-Christian scripture, because those scriptures influence the founders and framers of the Constitution. Police officers who wish to carry Bibles have every right to do so, or Qurans for that matter, or um, uh, any scripture from any religious movement to which they uh, adhere. But they have no right to wear scriptural references of any kind on their uniforms. So Bibles, Qurans in their pockets, in their purses, in their boots, in their helmets, in their backpacks. Yeah. On their uniforms? No. What that says, Romans chapter 13, 3 and 4, is this. Uh, It's very similar in most translations. I'm looking at the English Standard Version right now. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. By the way, this isn't referring to police persons or, or protective forces. It's referring to the ruler, to the emperor, or something to that effect. That's one problem. Back to the text, would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Well, then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Clearly, Paul had a male leader, emperor in mind. No concept that a woman would ever be in that position. That's a discussion for another time. The fact that this scripture reference appeared on the patches of the SWAT team shows a gross misunderstanding of what Paul had in mind in the first place, and how that scripture passage can justifiably be applied in the modern world. All scripture 
written in ancient times has to be applied into the modern times if it's going to be understood and used. By no means did Paul feel well disposed toward Emperor Nero when many years after Paul wrote these or dictated these words to the Romans and Nero had changed his attitude about Paul and the Christian movement, the developing Christian movement, and decided to put Paul to death. Paul was being led, blind Paul being led from a Roman cell to a place of crucifixion where he would be put to death as Jesus of Nazareth before him had been put to death, as I've said a few minutes ago. By no means did he think Nero was God's instrument to bring about God's will. By no means did Paul think his execution was God's will. And there were no theologians in the early church to take Paul's death and do with it what many of the theologians in the early church did with Jesus' death to try to find some kind of meaning in that horrendous act. That's another podcast. So in the first place, don't wear scriptures on your uniforms if you are in service to a state entity. In second place, when you're interpreting scripture in the right contexts, at the very least, interpret it correctly. Give the person who wrote it or the persons who wrote it the chance to be heard as they really intended to be heard, not in some convoluted ways to suit modern prejudices. I'd also like today to thank Radio Public for its tremendous support in getting out my words and concerns about spirituality justice today. The connection between spirituality and justice is extraordinarily powerful when understood and practiced correctly. And it's entirely a secular matter. At its foundation, it can be influenced by religions, but it doesn't have to be. Spirituality is not just something for religious people. (laughs) All healthy human beings have a spiritual dimension. And when it is harnessed with justice, it is extraordinarily powerful. I would like to uh, like to think that uh, we are making some progress, although minuscule, uh, in the face of the horrendous murders of black people by white policemen who are um, patted on the back, applauded, um, treated with respect, uh, or at least not interfered with by lots of white people, lots of my white sisters and brothers. I'd like to think we're making some 
tiny, tiny bits of progress right now in challenging such racism uh, in police departments. It's, it's racism is in many other places. But let us not <laughs> slow down or become complacent or uh, all uh, caught up in patting ourselves on the back because a few little baby steps forward have occurred. On the matter of justice, Paul lost out at the end of his life. And instead of being where he was when he dictated what was sent to the Christians at Rome, he was much more in tune with John, who wrote the visions recorded in the book of Revelation, Coincidentally, in the 13th chapter of the book of Revelation, when John pictured government as evil, as demonic, when the government of any variety has a hand in abusing the citizens over which it rules, that is pure evil. And yes, sir, yes, ma'am, it can happen in a democracy. It is happening in a democracy where people deserving of protection and opportunity and respect are being tromped on just because they are black. And there is not nearly nearly enough uproar, and I'm not talking about violent protests. There's not nearly enough uproar from the white folks, especially the religious white folks, especially from the religious right. It's a disturbing read to go back through times of racial unrest in the history of the United States, and I am a historian of preaching by training. And see how Scripture has been used by clergy across all denominational lines, Catholic and Protestant, and all varieties of Protestantism, (sighs) to justify the abuse of people of color in God's name, in Jesus' name, in the name of Scripture. I'm not sure how forgiveness works. On those things. But lest we become caught up in trying to justify ourselves or find some guarantee that we're going to make it into heaven someday, those white privileged liberals like me, let's just keep doing the basic things that make some kind of positive difference 
so that black lives matter in a practical way. Every single day. Again, I thank you for listening. And I look forward to seeing you next week.